This podcast episode should not be used as a substitute for medical or mental health advice. Individuals are advised to seek independent medical advice, counseling, and or therapy from a healthcare professional with respect to any medical condition, mental health issue, or health inquiry, including matters discussed on this podcast episode. Welcome back to the Narcissistic Abuse Support Platform podcast, brought to you by Unfiltered. This is episode 5. In today's episode, Karina, a registered social worker and therapist, will answer these five questions from our Narcissistic Abuse Support Platform community members. 1. How can I work towards becoming indifferent to the narcissist in my life? 2. How can I protect myself in couples therapy with the narcissist? Everything that I say gets used against me later on. I don't want therapy to be another place that I get minimized. 3. How can I stop poking at the emotional wounds the narcissist left? It's like as soon as I'm doing better, I have to look at an old photograph. 4. How can I escape financial abuse? The narc in my life has full control of the family finances. I have a job, but he has access to my account. What steps would you recommend that I take to get out of this situation? 5. The abuse that I have experienced has caused me to overeat, to deal with my emotions. How can I change this behavior? Hey Karina, thank you for joining me today. I'm so excited to have you in this podcast episode. Thanks, Juliana, for having me. I'm also very excited. I'm looking forward to hearing what people ask and answering those questions. <laughs> Great. So today we have five questions from our community members. And the first one is, how can I work towards becoming indifferent to the narcissist in my life? Mm-hmm. Yes, I can imagine that the person asking this question has a lot of emotions, probably becoming upset whenever the narcissist in their life uh, engages in some sort of activity or behavior. So really, it's not a cut and dry question or answer. It's difficult to become indifferent, especially because you love the person, you care about the person. I think it's really important to know how to take care of yourself and how to regulate your own emotions. So being able to ground yourself using those common therapist techniques like breathing and doing something like 54321. But it's really about finding the right resources for yourself, the right support, so that you can be okay while you maintain a relationship with the narcissist in your life. I hope that you would be able to seek support from other loved ones and to be able to hold on to your integrity and to be able to just bloom even though you're keeping the connection with this person. Thank you so much. That was a very, very great answer. Let's go to the second one. How can I protect myself in couples therapy with the narcissist? Everything that I say gets used against me later on. I don't want therapy to be another place that I get minimized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, this is a really difficult situation to be in because the narcissist is saying that they want to have couples therapy. And uh, that gives the person hope that they're 
the relationship is going to grow, it's going to be okay, it's going back to that quote-unquote honeymoon period. Uh, but it's an unsafe place to be in therapy, actually, with abuse happening in the relationship. And so any good therapist will encourage the person who is experiencing narcissistic abuse or any kind of abuse to not enter therapy at this time. And so uh, when a person who is being abused is in couples therapy with their abuser, as I said, it is unsafe. And so to create safety, I would really encourage the person to attend therapy alone and to, again, have some safe people that they could go to. And a safety plan is really important because if the person who's experiencing narcissistic abuse is being turned on by the narcissist, is being um, manipulated, and especially if there's physical abuse, we always want to make sure there's a really good safety plan in place. And so therapy is not a safe place for a couple that's experiencing abuse in the relationship. The only time that therapy works is when, or couples therapy works, is when there's no abuse in the relationship. And so let's say the narcissist has gone through extensive, extensive therapy and has gained some understanding about what's going on and is truly trying to change and actually has slowed down in, in the abuse and stopped the abuse actually, then that might be a time to have therapy as a couple. Um, but it's again, really unsafe to have couples therapy. So I would just encourage the person to stay safe, find the resources, take care of themselves and attend individual therapy until they're able to get to a safe place. Thank you. <clears throat> that made me think of a follow-up question. You mentioned that that um, couples therapy only works or one could consider going into couples therapy with the narcissist only if the narcissist themselves have gone to the extensive therapy and stopped the abuse. So how there is often times in narcissistic relationships that the abuse actually you know stops for a while so mm -hmm. how long do you think mm, this might be i don't know can you answer this question but how long the abuse should have been kind of stopped in order to like tell that okay now the behavior actually has changed and now we could actually consider the couple's therapy mm -hmm. That's a great question, Juliana. I think that it's going to be different for every relationship. You know, uh, a couple and a person who's experiencing narcissistic abuse has to make that decision after they've been in therapy for some time and seeking the advice of their therapist and their safe people about what's next, but also looking at patterns of behavior. So if uh, over time the abuse starts and stops over months and then after those similar months um, it stops again and the, the narcissist says let's go to therapy I'm ready to be a better person I'm going to step up and and be, be different and uh, love you the way that I should then the person experiencing that abuse has to be able to see the pattern of behavior so does this fit into that period of time where it's 
like the honeymoon period or the quiet time or the um, the relationship just seems to be going well. Uh, if it's a pattern of years, right? And and the thing is, does the person feel safe? So if the person experiencing narcissistic abuse just doesn't feel safe in a relationship, then it's probably never a good time to go to couples therapy. But if the person feels safe and has really seen a change, uh, has known and been part of the work that the, the narcissist has or the former narcissist has been going through, through psychiatry and therapy and all the resources they have, uh, if that person experiencing that abuse or who, who has experienced that abuse feels safe, then it may be the right time to attend couples therapy. But um, again, it, it's going to be different for every couple in every situation. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much for that. Let's go to the third question. How can I stop poking at the emotional wounds that, that the narcissist left? It's like as soon as I'm doing better, I have to look at an old photograph. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a really great question because trauma is it's part of memory, it's part of experiences, it's part of the fabric of our cells, right? Uh, it leaves a lot of, of writing on our story, uh, the story of our lives. And so I would invite the person who is looking at an old photograph to um, ask, how is this benefiting them? And what exactly does that old photograph tell me about the story of my life? Is it uh, really, am I, am I trying to look at an old wound or am I trying to look at what I did to escape that, to close that wound, to be better, to be different, to be healthy, to um, be empowered. And uh, it's okay to look at the old photograph. It's, it's okay to explore and think about and reflect uh, about past experiences, as long as we hold on to the resilience and the strength, because you are doing better you did create change you did come out of a terrible situation and you are whole you are complete and um and it's important to highlight that and it may take time and patience with yourself and lots of self-care and lots of support including the the loved ones you have in your life and your therapist and uh, the resources the books you're reading but also just reflect on what you want for yourself, what your hopes for yourself are, what your future is going to look like, and focus on that. I would just encourage you to imagine what sort of picture of, or photograph, to use that analogy, you'd like to create that's different from that old one. I hope that helped. That was very, <clears throat> very beautifully said. Uh -huh. um, Let's go to the fourth one. How can I escape financial abuse? The narc in my life has full control of the family finances. I have a job, but he has access to my account. What steps would you recommend that I take to get out of this to get out of this situation? Mm -hmm. Oh, this is so scary, isn't it? 
I can imagine the person experiencing the financial abuse uh, and having their finances controlled, feeling so powerless because how can they escape a situation when they don't have control over their own money, right? And so I would, you know, encourage someone going through this not to go through it alone. A lot of people are scared and ashamed for no reason they do, should they be ashamed. It's not their fault that they're experiencing abuse. It's not their uh it's not them causing the abuse, but a lot of people are ashamed to ask for help. And so a lot of HR companies or a lot of companies with human resources departments actually have supports for people experiencing domestic violence. Uh, and so I would just encourage the person to speak with their human resources and find out what they can do about changing their bank account, direct deposit, uh, taking some steps to minimize how much money is going into the shared account or the account the narcissist has control of and putting some money or a majority of money, depending on the safety in, in the situation, uh, into a new bank account. And uh, even talking with HR about how to frame the job role or uh, describe the reduction in pay to the narcissist. There's also lots of resources in every city in every country. There are people banking, finance, financial managers, nonprofit organizations that can help a person to figure out how to control their own finances, how to take some steps, safety steps when there's abuse in a household to minimize how much money is going into an, a certain account or to um, siphon off some money so that the person has a safety plan and their own spending account that they can take some steps away from that financial control from the abuser. I'm not an expert in this and so I would really encourage the person to talk again with their human resources, with their bank, with their nonprofit organization that's, that does some kind of financial or debt consolidation, and also a woman's shelter who has lots of resources to help with finances. Okay. Does that help? Yeah, it helps a lot. Thank you. Okay, the final question. The abuse that I have experienced has caused me to overeat to deal with my emotions. How can I change this behavior? Mm-hmm. Yeah, overeating is not an easy thing. And so uh, people overeat for a number of reasons, and usually it's a trauma response. Um, people are trying to eat their emotions, trying to escape a situation, trying to uh, numb themselves, uh, trying to feel something. Overeating is caused by so many reasons. And so I would really invite the person to reflect on what is prompting overeating, uh, what is the comfort that comes from overeating? Is it a safety from experiencing abuse in the moment? Is it a pattern of behavior that began to escape abuse? And so um, we don't want to dismiss that overeating 
came about because it was helpful. It might have been an unhealthy habit, but it was a helpful habit. Um, and so what was helpful about it? So I would just invite that reflection because if we acknowledge that, for example, it was comfort, uh, then if I'm eat overeating my emotions for comfort, then I can start to find other ways to comfort myself. And I can really explore uh, what works for me. What are my safe foods? What are my unsafe foods? Like, what am I more likely to overeat? What am I less likely to overeat? And start changing my behavior by understanding those things. I would also invite the person who's overeating to connect with their family doctor, their general practitioner, and find out what resources are available because there are some medications that help with binge eating. And, uh, and then I would also invite the person to look at a nutrition or a dietitian um, to find out that expert information, that expert resource and guidance of how to really curb this pattern of overeating. I would also look at um, inviting the person to explore what they can do to soothe themselves differently during those moments that they typically overeat. And it's okay if in the beginning the person's giving in. It's important to recognize the reason for the overeating. Was it because I was feeling the stress because I was remembering the abuse or because I had just experienced an abusive moment. And so uh, I am overeating to seek comfort because of that situation. If I recognize that, then I can understand the reason I'm giving into the urge to overeat right now. And again, that's okay. But eventually just knowing what's going on and having that bit of reflection will lead to what we call surfing the urge or not giving in to the urge. Does that make sense? Yes, it makes. Thank you so much. Okay, so that was the last question for today's podcast. And these all were great questions and great answers today. Uh, thank you for listening to this podcast. And thank you, Karina, so much for joining me today and answering these questions. Thank you, Juliana. I really appreciated being able to answer the questions and I wish everyone out there to stay safe and to really take care of themselves because that's so important. 